gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow, and it just feels so good to say that again after these past few weeks. I really missed you guys so much. I honestly had butterflies earlier today when I was getting ready to sit down and record this episode. There's so much that I want to catch you guys up on and tell you about, and it's just like... I just want to tell you guys where my head's been at, what I've been learning, what I've been thinking about, and hopefully it can help out some of you guys. So as you all know, last time we spoke, I told you, well, my very last episode was um, an episode that I did with one of my closest friends, Stephanie. We did like kind of like almost like an interview of each other in a way, like she was interviewing me and we were talking about a whole bunch of different topics and questions that you guys had sent in. And the response to that episode was really great. You guys seem to really like it. So I'm definitely thinking about bringing Steph back for um, this next chapter of the Jessica Harlow podcast. So hopefully I'll get her back on. I have a number of guests and people that I'd like to interview and people that I want to talk to and get on the show for you guys to, um, get to know as well. So there's a lot that I'm cooking up as far as this show goes, but, um, the last time I spoke to you guys directly, I let you guys know that, um, I'm basically working on a, project. It's basically a script. Um, I told you guys, some we have like a topic where we discussed um, owning what it is that you want to do. And it took me a very long time to own that I wanted to be a writer and allow myself to be and do that. And it's something that I've always wanted to do, something I've always enjoyed. So I really took these past two weeks that I haven't been on this podcast to really focus and getting into writing the script that I've been working on on and off for the past year But it honestly, it turned out to be something entirely bigger and different from when I first started on it. Um, I'm not 100% done, but I'm about like 70 to 80% of the way along. But I know what I'm trying to do. I have a lot more clarity. I have a lot of clarity, almost total clarity, I would say, on exactly what I'm trying to do. And it's just, it's a good feeling. I feel feel pretty accomplished right now. Um, But I will say that taking a complete break from everything that I normally do to just sit down and Like, the writing process involves not really just writing, but there's also a lot of thinking. And I'm naturally a very thoughtful person. I'm a very, like, I'm I'm an overthinker, (laughs) which is not really a great thing. Um, But I feel like as a writer, you kind of have to be, you have to, like, imagine all these different scenarios, all these different options, you know. It's just how you get the creative juices flowing um, and really make the right decisions for what what happens next or what you want to talk about or what you want to write or what you want to get across. Um, but like I said, I took a break from basically everything that I normally do and I sat and I wrote and I was thinking a lot, which really wasn't so good for me from a mental and emotional standpoint. Like I'm an, I'm an introverted person. Like I love my alone time and creative time. And as a creative, you really need to have a lot of space, um, more than probably the average person does. But when I took time off of this, I was really alone. And I I love people. Like, I love to be around people. I love to, you know, be out and do things. Um, Even as much as I love to be, you know, on my own doing stuff, I'm kind of like what they call an ambivert. Like, I'm extroverted, but I'm also introverted. Just kind of depends on my mood. But... I was really alone for this. Like, it, it felt very lonely just because I felt like if I wanted to go out and see people, I kind of felt bad about it because I felt like I was taking time away from what I was supposed to be doing. Like, it almost felt like not a waste of time, but like just a waste of time for this particular part of like my life right now. Um, 
So it was really hard for me to find any real balance in that way, and it just kind of threw me for a loop. Plus, what I'm writing isn't necessarily like the happiest story ever, so it was it was just very hard for me because I was taking on all of these characters' wounds and pains, and I had to revisit some of my own because I wanted to write as honestly as possible. Um, not to bore you guys, but it just really got me thinking about how like, I have no idea how any writer can really maintain sanity because when you're writing something, even when you walk away from your computer or your notebook, until you're completely done with the project, it's like the characters and the story, they, they all come with you. And it's almost like you're coloring your world with everything that you've been creating when you're actually sitting down and doing the writing and the thinking and all of that. So if that world that you're creating isn't so happy, I just... It was very hard for me to figure out how to make the separation. I was really struggling. And the thing is, sometimes you get your best ideas when you're not sitting down trying to force something to happen. So when I'm going off and doing something else, something would just come to me and pop up in my head. But there's still like that residual, like you're putting yourself through a lot of emotional, emotional stuff. And sometimes it's like over and over again, because when you're trying to write like a scene, let's say, or you're trying to work out um, what you want to say or what, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's very challenging from a mental and emotional standpoint. So I knew that I'd have to figure out how to create a bit of separation. So I really made my mental health a priority just so that I could not just get through the writing, but also my normal routine and do it all with as little anxiety and stress as possible. Because again, like going through all these emotions and everything and thinking of all this stuff was just... I mean, it was kind of like, it was, kind of drove me a little cuckoo for a second. It was like temporary insanity. And I know that I sound completely nuts right now. I, I completely get it. But just try to picture writing about something really heavy, like really heavy life experiences, not just your own, but other other people's. And you're in the process of realizing so many more things that, you know, they must have been feeling in the process. It's just kind of a lot. It's a lot of emotions happening. Um, and sometimes my own emotions are just a lot for me to manage, let alone a whole cast of characters. But anyway, here's what I did that I think can really benefit a lot of people, even if you're not a writer, um, but just anyone that needs to insert some moments of peace and detachment in their own lives on a daily basis. I really feel like getting some detachment from whatever it is that you're going through, because I feel like there's always stuff going on inside of us. Um, getting a bit of detachment can be really healthy. And I think it's really important to carve out time regularly, daily to do this. Um, so some of these things that I'm going to mention aren't things that I do every single day, um, but most of them are. I'll point out which one's which. So first and foremost, I'll just go down like the timeline of how like one thing led to another. So the very first thing that I had done was I had gone to a soul cycle class with one of my friends for the very first time. Like it was my first time going. I had no idea what to really expect. I had only ever been to like some like actual spin classes back in like years ago when I was in the best shape of my life and I was working out like I was training for the Olympics or something. I don't know, like I I just became like so obsessed with working out at some point, um, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, but anyway, Soul Cycle is very different from a regular spin class. First of all, no phones. All phones are out of the room. They're in a locker. You have no access to them. Nobody has access to you for like the 45 minutes. I think some classes might even be an hour. Um, so nobody can reach you. It's just you, the bike, the class. That's it for about like 45 minutes. The room is dark. There's... 
no lights on, no lights at all, except for the candles and the neon red exit sign that you can, well, at least in the class that I go to, I can see the, I could see the exit sign reflected in the mirror. We'll get to that exit sign in a moment because it's kind of important to me. But um, the first class that I went to, um, I couldn't even understand what the hell the woman was saying. I, I don't know if it was like her microphone, maybe she wasn't enunciating, maybe she, maybe just my hearing. And it was like just before the class was beginning, she said something, she shouts something on the microphone. And I thought I could have sworn she said it was somebody's birthday. So I'm now in the back of the class. I'm sitting there clapping like an idiot. I'm looking around like saying, oh, happy birthday. And I'm like looking around to see whose birthday it is. Nobody's reacting. I'm confused. I'm still clapping, but I'm confused. And my friend turns around. She's like, Jess, she said, happy Monday. (laughs) So anyway, that instructor wasn't really the best. I mean, her playlist kind of sucked. It was kind of like all over the damn place. But there's a lot that I did like about Soul Cycle, even with not really being thrilled with that particular instructor and just like the vibe of that class, let's say. Um, now, I haven't like to get you guys, because a lot of you message me and ask me like what my workout routine is and all that. It's like, I am the least most active person on the planet. Really, what I'm doing right now, like with Soul Cycle, is I'm just using this as a way to like it's an excuse to move my body um and it's really just about that it's not really about anything else like I don't care for losing weight I do plan on like toning up a little bit but that's like a whole like we're not there yet right now it's just about getting movement so like I said I haven't worked out since like Nixon was in office so I'm not in the greatest of shape and what I like about Soul Cycle is that it's dark and there's really not a lot of pressure on you. You're really encouraged to you're encouraged to push yourself, but it's not competitive or mandatory to do anything in any way or at any pace. Um, it's dark, which just makes me feel a lot less self-conscious. It like lets me kind of just really be there, be really in tune with my body, and just kind of zone out. And speaking of zoning out, there's this point towards the end. It's like the last song or two that plays, that they play for the class, I'm not even really sure because it's kind of, like I said, I kind of go into like, almost like a trance. Um, like, it's like I really zone out. And so it's like at the very end of the class for like the last song or two, you're not really given much of any kind of instruction. It's just kind of like a do what you want to do, do what you want to do at your own pace. And I don't know what to tell you, but like from the very first time that I did it, I just got into such a state. It was like, like I said, it was like a trance. It was like meditative. My thoughts were like crystal clear. It was like I was literally having a conversation, not with like myself, but like my higher self. Does that make sense? Like it was a much more put together, knowing, confident version of myself. Like it wasn't even like my normal thoughts. And it was just like everything was making sense. The dots were connecting. And I just remember getting very honest with myself in a very loving way, though, where it was just like, hey, here are the things that you are doing that are holding you back. Like, here are the things that you want. And here's what you're doing that's kind of like you're almost sort of self-sabotaging yourself. Now, hold on to that thought because I have to get to the second class to revisit that thought with you guys. Again, it was kind of like I was having a conversation with myself and everything was just really crystal clear. I was really in the zone and really all I could see was that exit sign, the reflection of the exit sign in the mirror. And it was just like, it was almost symbolic. It was just so clear to me that whatever habits and tendencies that I really needed to let go of or work on or just drop completely, just like let them see their way out the door. Like they can exit 
And it was just really wild. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, especially for somebody who's never done Soul Cycle, um, but I felt like it was really necessary for me. I mean, I was just like, this is something that I definitely need. This is something that I want to have in my life on a regular basis. Um, I had spoken to other people about it too, and they all mentioned that I wasn't at all alone in feeling that, that they all had very similar experiences. A lot of them had told me that they'd even caught themselves starting to cry. And I'm like, I, I could see how that's possible. I could see how it's possible to cry um, during one of those classes, like at that end point. Um, so I was like, yes, sign me up. Again, I'm not doing it to lose weight. I'm not doing it for any real reason. I'm just doing, I just love what it does for me mentally. Apparently endorphins are a real thing. So I ended up going to another class. I got like packages and all that because I'm into it. I'm like in it. I want to commit to this. I think it's great. Um, so I went to a different class. I found a different instructor. He's awesome. It was a Rihanna themed playlist. And I mean, like I moved in that one. Like, I don't know, something about Rihanna just unleashes a part of me that I like to pretend doesn't exist or like I ignore that it exists in me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's just... I'm sorry, like something about Rihanna and her music just always gets me moving in a way that almost nothing else does. I love Rihanna. Anyway, so I was in the class for that one. And I mean, the instructors, sometimes they like shout some kind of motivational type of things. It's not like hardcore motivation, at least like this guy wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like we're going to a seminar or anything. But they throw out a few like one-liners here and there. And for whatever reason, like there was a point where it was, again, just leading up to that ending point um, where you kind of are left to your own devices, like go at your own pace and you kind of get into the zone. And he said something where he's like, it's you versus you. I don't know what it was about the timing or what the, maybe the scenario, the setting, the ambiance, the atmosphere, but like something about that just like clicked off in my head and it was like, it was kind of like a, a follow-up to what had happened in the very first class, like what I ex what I had experienced in the very first class. So like that you versus you. And it's like, it just really clicked to me. We're standing in our own way. Like everything that we want, we can have if we just fucking let ourselves have it instead of, you know, trying to grab onto things so much. It's like we try to get like our hands on everything and try to control everything. And it's like, I'm going to do this and this is going to, it's like, no, fuck that. Like let things flow. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I remember reading the book, um, the art, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And I'm somebody who's like a known giver of fucks. Like I'm not like, you know how people are like, oh, I'm unbothered. Like I don't give a fuck. I give a lot of fucks. <laughs> I have a limitless supply of fucks, it seems. And um, anyway, but that's besides the point. That's neither here nor there. But I remember there was a point in the book where they mentioned how sometimes the things that you like really give a fuck about, you get very like attached to the outcome. You get very like you try too hard. You push too much. And it's almost like you're doing too much and you're not really leaving room for, let's say, the magic of things to kind of like flow. Whereas sometimes the things that you're not really like trying too hard about, like you want them, but you're not pushing that hard and you're just kind of allowing things to, you know, run their course and not getting too like hung up on timing and 
the pace and the when and, you know, all of that. Those tend to be the things that kind of work out better. I don't know about you guys, but the stuff that I've really, like, worked too hard to try to do or get done, I almost always end up, like, at a loss. Like, it rarely ever works out for me. But the stuff that it's like I I do put in effort, but like I do it with a different kind of like, well, let's just see how this goes. And it's kind of like a lighter, happier, like I'm just doing this because I like it and just because it's fun and it feels good. Those are the things that tend to do a lot better for me rather than the things that I feel like I have to like kill myself over. And sometimes the same things that like I've tried killing myself over and gotten almost nowhere it felt like. It felt like I was climbing an uphill battle sometimes. When I kind of let those expectations go and just like keep, you know, doing my thing, doing my best, but like not killing myself, sometimes those things would, not even sometimes, almost all the time those things would end up eventually working out or turning out better than I thought, or somehow just getting me what I need. Do you know what I mean? So again, about that whole like you versus you, it just really hit me and it really made so much sense. Yeah, so I've got like everybody wanting to go to SoulCycle now because I've been telling everybody about my experience and so now everybody's ready to go. And so uh, I've like converted people, but I was converted first. And um, yeah, so speaking of like mental mental and emotional well-being, um, something that I had done years ago um, that I it's now like become a complete priority for me is meditation. So let's go down because I feel like I feel like you sometimes things happen for a reason. I feel like a lot of things happen for a reason. Sometimes you end up meeting people that you're not even it just you would have never met. It just kind of happens and you get something from them that you're like, it just helps you along your path in life. So you know what I mean? So here we go. So I was invited to an event by a friend of mine, um, like about two weeks ago or something. And I went to this event and her and I happened to be like, it was a dinner event. And her and I happened to be um, not seated next to each other, which was kind of confusing, but we didn't know anybody there was for a brand, but we didn't really know anybody there. So we didn't want to say anything and like rearrange the seats or anything. So we just kind of like went with the flow. So I ended up being sat next to this woman who I was listening to her speak and there was just something about her where I was like, I really like, I really admired her. Like I thought, I really liked how she presented herself. I really liked like her energy. There was just something about her that I really liked. And she ended up sitting right next to me. Somehow, like we started talking and the conversation got to meditation. I don't remember the whole entire, like how the conversation happened. It was just kind of, it just happened. And we were talking and we talked about meditation and um, we both had apparently signed up to do TM, Transcendental Meditation. It's a specific kind of technique, like Jerry Seinfeld does it, Howard Stern does it, Oprah, like so many celebrities and non-celebrities, like this is kind of like the go-to for most people is Transcendental Meditation, Um, just because it's like the simplest, the simplest form of meditation. But I was telling her that I really wanted to go back to it. And she was talking about her experience for like why she had, you know, gone to it. And she was telling me about her story and how much it's helped her. And I was like, yeah, you know, I was just thinking that I need to go back. So it's just so funny that this conversation came up. And so I decided to go back. So I went back, like I've told you guys multiple times on the podcast that like happiness and uh, let's just put it like that, like happiness and just like a sense of 
inner peace <laughs> is something that I've struggled with probably my whole entire life. Like I have a very overactive imagination, an overactive mind. I'm always thinking like, I'm going to tell you one thing. Like I really believe what they say when they say that like ignorance is bliss. Cause sometimes like the less, you know, or the less you even, the, the less, you know, sometimes the less you even think you have to know. And it just kind of makes everything really simple. But when you're somebody who has like a little bit of intelligence and you think about things and you can consider like so many things that can go wrong and what can, you know, like all of these things, you could just really kind of get wrapped up into, you could fall into like a really, you could fall into a spiral where you kind of go into, you can go into a depression or freak out or have anxiety or whatnot. So um, years ago, I remember I had seen an interview with Howard Stern and Jerry Seinfeld on Comedians in Cars get, Getting Coffee. And there was like an outtake or something that I had seen. I think it was an outtake um, where they talked about transcendental meditation. And I had heard of it, um, but I kind of was just like, whatever. Like, I thought meditation was like for hippies and stuff, to be honest. And I saw this interview and the way they were talking about it. And I have Jerry Seinfeld and like Howard Stern as very like cynical people. Like they're not the people who like I would look at and be like, oh, these are meditators. You know what I'm saying? Like they seem just like very practical, very cynical, not like, you know, hippy dippy type people that you would think meditate, right? Like what we normally think of as meditators. So I was like, if these people, if these two cynical, practical people swear by it so much, then maybe it's worth looking into. So I remember I had um, signed up for it. It was kind of pricey. I think it was either, I think it was like $1,000, um, but it's like a one-time fee. You never have to pay it ever again. Like they don't ask you for money or anything like that ever after it. And you can constantly like go back like as often as you want for like group meditations or like what are called checkings where it's like if you feel like you haven't really been meditating for a while, you kind of want to get back into it, but you sort of feel like you're not getting what you got from it when you were first trained, you can just go for a checking and like they kind of just help guide you through it and, you know, help you out. I had gone to Transcendental Meditation and I remember doing that and I remember just having like such a, I was just so much happier when I did that. I remember no matter what was really going on, um, I just remember just being so chill <laughs> and I was like, I need to chill <laughs> because like all of this, like spending so much time just sitting and uh, like writing and doing all this. And, and it was just kind of getting a bit overwhelming. And I feel like it kind of sent me, like I said, into a little bit of a, an emotional tailspin. I kind of got a bit overwhelmed and I was trying to meditate at home and I just felt like I wasn't really, I felt like I hadn't done it in so long. I think I hadn't really meditated in maybe like a year or something. Um, and before then, I don't think I was doing it regularly at all either. So I decided I was going to go back for a checking. It's almost like a mini little training. So I did that. And I have to say that like within a few days, like I automatically started to feel so much better. Like it just gives you a sense of peace that I don't know. You just, I don't feel like you really get it anywhere. It's just like this really good quiet time. It's like 20 minutes, twice a day. I remember I used to do it like once a day. And I feel like when you, when you try to do something once a day, it's really easy to end up skipping it for the whole day. So they recommend doing it twice a day, 20 minutes, twice a day. So that's what I've been doing. And I feel like now that I've kind of set it up in my mind as like, it's a priority to do it two times a day. 
at least I'll hit it once that way. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, at least I'll hit it once and I'll be doing it daily rather than rather than having it as like once a day and then I just forget about it completely. So I like to keep in mind to do it twice a day. Sometimes I hit it, sometimes I don't. But it's been very helpful. It just gives you a really, I can't even explain it. It's just like a really peaceful time for yourself and helps to really quiet your mind. I could talk a little bit more about meditation, a separate episode. I actually really want to do a separate episode because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about meditation. What I like so much about transcendental meditation, the way they teach it is it's super simple. It's not about trying to silence your mind like they teach you about how thoughts have a purpose. Um, But yeah, so many people do it. I mean, like I said, there's Jerry Seinfeld, there's Howard Stern, there's Ellen DeGeneres, there's Oprah, there's, I mean, there's so many people who do it. But I found it incredibly helpful. I feel like it's some of the best money that I'd ever spent in my life um, just because of how much I got out of it. And I believe, because I did check the website because I wanted to see what the prices are currently. And from what I've seen is like they go by, um, they there's an option now where you can go by like income levels and they can break it down into payments. And uh, yeah, so you guys can check that out. It's just tm.org. I'm not paid or anything to do this. Like, again, this is not, like n- not at all. Like I'm, they don't even know anything about me doing this. So, so yeah, those have been like my two priorities. Um, which is really just about getting movement. I really enjoy Soul Cycle. I feel like it does not just for your body, but also for your brain. I just found this to be really helpful. And then meditation. So those are like the two things that I have very much prioritized. And of course, there's like things like morning pages and journaling and just kind of doing that whole thing. Um, there's other things that I've been trying out, but like, I don't want to talk about them until I know what the hell I'm talking about, like for real and like know enough to be able to explain to you guys. Um, but yeah, those are the two main things that I found tremendously helpful. Besides that though, actually, for people who are creative, one of the things that I came across was like, I have an issue with social media. I find it to be very addictive. I'm a scrollaholic. Like, I love memes. I love to laugh. Um, you know, it just, it, it's, it's, but it's a time sucker. Like, as much as we want to say, like, yeah, we're getting inspiration, it's like, there is a point where you're getting inspiration, and then there's a point where you're just really procrastinating and wait, wasting time. And I feel like when I spend time off of social media, my my brain just works better. I feel like I get better ideas. I feel like I'm more in tune to myself and my own voice and what's actually important to me rather than being continuously like bogged down all day by like all these messages of what should be important to me or like what, because I feel like it kind of dictates to you when you're scrolling. That's why I tell people, be very mindful of the accounts that you follow because most of us are checking our phones multiple times a day. Most of us are going onto social media multiple times a day. Like, even if it's five minutes at a time, like, if we add it up, like, you're probably doing that a lot throughout the day. And it's just, like, every time you go on, you're being bombarded with certain messages and reminded of things that not, they're not always necessary for you to be reminded of. So be kind of mindful. Like, I haven't followed, like, as much as I love memes and I love to laugh, um, and I really believe in, like, good sense of humor and all that. Um, sometimes, like, I just found that some of them were just overly negative, And it's just like, you know, it's one thing to laugh about a subject, you know, every once in a while. But I feel like laughing about the same things that aren't really that great 
over and over again, just being reminded of the same kinds of scenarios like over and over again, multiple times a day, every single day. I just don't think that's good for anybody. So I try to be very mindful now of what exactly I'm following, what I'm paying attention to, because you really do have to protect your energy a lot. So instead of following a bunch of meme accounts, I now follow a lot of Marilyn Monroe accounts because I just love seeing her face. Um, it makes me happy to see that on my feed as many times as possible. Never bothers me, makes me feel good. Um, so I just want to like encourage you guys to like kind of be mindful of of that and really you know, protect your energy and protect your, you know, your mental and emotional health. It's so important. I mean, we've heard so many stories of people in the media who have, you know, committed suicide, lost their lives, battled drug addictions, and just all these things that are going on. There's clearly a lot of pain in the world. And I think everybody, to some extent, has experienced really dark times. And it's very important to take care of yourself and to really prioritize your mental health because the only way you can actually have a chance at a life that is fulfilling and is good is if you get a hold of your mental health. And it's a lot of Oftentimes, I feel like it's a lot of the little things that we don't really realize add up to quite a bit. Like I said, social media. And especially since like, I've been spending a lot of time writing over the past few weeks, um, it was really important for me to get off of Instagram. So at first, I remember I had started like deleting the app and then like re-downloading it and doing the whole thing. So I have to like, you know, it would slow me down from picking up my phone because it's like, if I pick up my phone, it's not going to be like two seconds for me to just check Instagram, which would inevitably turn into like at least 10 or 15 minutes. Um, I'll get like caught up in DMs and all of that or in some scrolling spree. Um, instead, it would kind of deter me a little bit because I'd be like, well, it's not going to be two seconds for sure because I'm going to have to re-download the whole entire app. So that would help. But to really take things to another level, I had come across an interview with Neil Strauss. He's the author of The Game and this other book called The Truth. Um, anyway, he's an author, very well accomplished, successful author. And he had purchased, he recommended purchasing a, what's called a kitchen safe, which is basically what people use for like actual addictions. Like there's people who will put, let's say, cigarettes in there or um, if there's people who are addicted to like certain substances or alcohol or candy or sugar, like maybe if you want to keep some like treats away from your kids until after a certain time or if you want to like take their, you know, video game controllers or whatnot, um, people would use it for that. But people are also using these for um, placing their phones in. So it's a kitchen safe. It locks. There is absolutely like you could set a timer. You could set the timer for multiple hours, uh, even days if you felt like it. I haven't gotten to that level. I think the most that I've ever locked it in there for was maybe like three hours, which was kind of freaky. Um, but yeah, there's absolutely no way that you can open it at all. Like you would have to literally break the like plastic and it's a really thick plastic it's like three layers or something I'm not even sure something something to that effect it's just really strong it would take a lot of force time and energy to really break it there's no way of getting into it I'd purchased one of those and I found that to be really helpful um at making sure that like I'm you know off of social media because I'm not going to go on social media on my like computer or anything it's just it just doesn't make sense for me to do it that way I don't enjoy it like that so yeah that's what I've been up to. You can get the kitchen safe on Amazon if that sounds like something interesting to you. You can get it on Amazon. I find that it's kind of pricey. Um, the one that I got, I think, was like $55 or something. 
so yeah, I found that helpful. So those are all those little things. Again, it's about really being mindful of what you're allowing into your life, what you are making the time for, and really, you know, making time for things that make you feel good. Because I feel like a lot of the times people do things that they think are making them feel good, but actually aren't in the long run. Um, A lot of time sucking things, a lot of energy sucking things that aren't really amounting to a lot in your life. So pay attention. That's what I tell people. Pay attention. You have to pay attention to how things are making you feel. Sometimes we have to make decisions that maybe they're kind of tough or maybe they might look like, you know, not, they might not reflect the best on us or maybe they might make us seem a little bit weird, but you have to take risks sometimes if it means benefiting your own sanity. Does that make sense? I hope so. So this was kind of a very long episode, I think, (laughs) but I was so excited to get to come back and talk to you guys. I'm so excited to continue making these episodes. This podcast has been um, just one of my favorite things to do. Um, I know you guys really enjoy it. There's like a small community of us, I feel like, that really um, have bonded and connected over this. I've gotten to know so many of you just because of this podcast because I feel like it's opened up so many conversations that we probably normally would not even get to have um, if I was just continually just talking about beauty like I was for years. So I hope you guys like this episode. Um, and if you haven't yet left a rating or a review, please do that. It really helps the show to grow and get more exposure. Um, you can let your friends know about the podcast. If there's anybody you think would benefit from it, pass it along to them. All those things really help the show to grow. It's also available now on Spotify. So if you have friends that, you know, don't have Apple devices, they can't listen on iTunes or the podcast app, let them go to Spotify. It's on there. So yeah, as always, I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday.